happen literally at any time. The Bivy Stick and its two-way satellite messaging gives you the power to reach loved ones, to send emergency messages, or request a rescue. And to use this device, you do not have to register your name, and you don't need to turn on location services or reveal your geographic location. The battery life is several days in duration, and you can easily recharge it using a small portable power bank. There are only about 20,000 Bivy Sticks that will be available in America this year. Get yours now while they're still available at sat123.com. That's sat123.com. Right now with Ann Vandersteel. Live and hard-hitting as always. Welcome back to the Sheriff Mack Show. Sheriff Mack, welcome, sir. Well, thanks so much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. Speaking of beautiful, it is beautiful, but it's freezing cold where I am, man. It's a high of like 20 degrees, <laughs> sir. Global warming is kicking in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you know getting colder is part of global warming? Come on, what's the matter? Yes, it is. And if you don't understand that, you're an idiot, and you need to go get a government-controlled education. Oh, boy. Where are we now, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I hate – you know what? Speaking of beautiful, I have four good news pieces and a bad news piece. Which do you want first, Sheriff? Uh, always the bad news first. All right, because then we get in on four good news notes. The bad news yes. is gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake was now referred to the, quote, Arizona Attorney General for investigation on Monday afternoon. That's according to the, quote, referral, which came from the Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, or Fontes, I don't know how you say that, because they say Lake violated state law, ladies and gentlemen. Why? By tweeting out copies of voter signatures in her tweets. So there you go. There is election fraud, and now they want to blame it on Carrie Lake. Wow. How do you even respond to this stuff, Sheriff? Uh, aren't those voter rolls public information? Anybody can look them up. You can't tweet them, sir. You can't share them. You can't promote them. You can't. See, only Eric oh. can steal the voter records and control them illegally and everything else. You, my friend, no, sir. Carrie, absolutely not. Any other government official? Now, if you found out they were on Hillary Clinton's server, send out their emails, it'll be okay, Right. If Jeffrey yeah. Epstein had them, no problem. If uh, Barack Obama or you know Joe Biden leaked them, no big deal. Uh, but if it was Trump or Kerry Lake or you or me, then it's curtains, sir. They're going to go after you like you would not believe. And that's sadly what they're doing to Kerry Lake. I wonder what her strike back move will be now. Well, we kind of wondered what uh, the states uh, or these uh, leftist Democrats, these criminal Democrats that are in office here in Arizona uh, – and of course, uh, the laughing, laughable, uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, she literally laughed at the part of her oath of office when it said she would, 
uh, uphold the Constitution of the United States. She started laughing. She broke down laughing. She could not even control herself. Her mom had to rebuke her to, to get her to uh, get serious about her oath of office. Uh, this is all. So in my opinion, hold on. Do you let somebody take office who laughs or mocks their oath? Do, yeah. Do, yeah. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. She's a Democrat. She's a, she's in. Yes. Wow. All right. So that's the bad news. I don't want to dwell on that, but our prayers are with Carrie. Uh, and we'll try to get a hold of her and see if we can't get some better updates from her side of the story. But that's what we're hearing. And it's a shame upon shame. I mean, it adds insult to injury. It's one thing that they commit all these election frauds and shenanigans and mock and laugh at their oaths of office and betray the Constitution yeah. and promote, uh, you know, communist views and socialist views. And it's a whole nother thing, though, when they go after Carrie Lake for trying to get to the truth. And what does she get? Payback, retribution. Not only will the judge shut you down, but now we're going after you for these small infractions. Which voters did she harm in her tweets? Nobody even knows. But she's trying to highlight the criminal activity. And now due to some arcane, strange, weird law, uh, then they point at her. What a shame. All right, moving to good yep. news, though. Florida, the great state of Florida, Ron DeSantis country could be the 26th state to change the laws to enable constitutional carry, Sheriff. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, you know, I think Florida was the first one to do uh, concealed carry permits. And then, as you very well know, uh, both of us were very familiar with the case of Sheriff Nick Finch in Liberty County, Florida, uh, where a man was arrested because... Yeah, we helped because fund he his win, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. I oh, want yes. to make people understand what yes. we do with their money, though, Sheriff. When you join the CSPOA, yeah, the CSPOA. Some, of the, uh, some, of the, some of the way we spend the money, we helped fund Liberty his in defense. Liberty County, Florida. Yeah. We yeah. funded his defense so was, on that, and, and we're grateful to do so, by criminally. He was charged criminally and suspended by the governor. Uh, for nullifying the arrest of one of his constituents who was simply arrested because he didn't have his Florida permit when he was carrying a gun in his pocket. And he was not a criminal. He was not a prohibitive felon. Uh, he was simply exercising his Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And he was arrested for that in Florida. And we told people at the time, the uh, permit, the concealed carry permit is a double-edged sword. You already have the right to keep and bear arms. The choice of how you do that is yours, not the government's. And they ended up arresting this man. And ultimately, it, he was found not guilty. And it was on Halloween day. I was there at the trial. And I was flying home when they announced that he was uh, found not guilty. I saw it on an email on my uh, computer when I was working on it. And this is the, this is the, the real sad thing here. This ultimately cost him his career, and it should have never even come up. And now the state is finally catching on that constitutional carry, if you don't have constitutional carry, then you have unconstitutional carry. And that's really where uh, Florida has been for the last uh, 20 years or so. And they have finally caught on with Vermont and uh, Alaska and Arizona and numerous others that have gone this way because the Constitution is being respected now. 
And I want to be very clear. This is where the conservatives kind of miss the mark oftentimes. What they do is they say, hey, at least we can have constitutional carry. Or I'm sorry. At least we can have um, concealed carry is better than nothing. And this is where we sell ourselves short as conservatives. The conservatives mm-hmm. back in the day when when uh, carry started to become an, an issue, concealed carry, we should have pushed back for constitutional carry at the start. But sadly, we lose our rights that we have to just absolutely claw and scratch and fight and kick and bite and do whatever to get them back. And so Florida could be the 26th state. It's good news, but, man, it's sure hard-fought news we should have had forever ago. Uh, and that's the point. But it is good news, and I hope Ron gets it, it done yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Ron, if you need help, call me, buddy. I'm here to help. Whatever you need me to do, I want <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right, a growing number of doctors, Sheriff, say they will not get or give COVID booster shots. Uh, now, this is in um, the Epic Times. Uh, And I find this great news because they're waking up. One doctor says, listen, I was forced to get the vax. Uh, It is scientifically, criminally bankrupt. You just, it's bogus. And doctors are realizing how abusive this is. And the next good news piece I have in relation to this is CDC now acknowledges overcounting COVID-19 hospitalizations. So I got a question for you. If they over, if they double counted or overcounted Hospitalizations? Do you think they overcounted deaths too, uh, Sheriff? Yeah, they did. That's also on on their list uh, that they did. Oh, shoot. Yeah, sorry, but they did. And why did they, Sam? Because they wanted to rule by fear, and they wanted everybody to get this jab because they were promised it would save their lives. Liars! Other than that's not so bad. No, (laughs) I look at this though, and I say, look, their credibility is destroyed though, folks. If they're the center for disease control and prevention, working with the Food and Drug Administration and other government agencies, and they can't even keep the number of hospitalizations correct or the number of deaths correct, what can they keep correct? And the answer is they failed on vaccines. They said that it was safe and effective. They skipped all the trials and everything else, but they were confident to the point where they mandated these shots, criminally mandated them without authority because the Constitution grants no such authority. And then they literally uh, lied for a long time to cover it up, and now the truth is coming out. Everybody knows the vaccine people uh, are less healthy than those who did not take the vaccine the first place, okay? This is serious. Unvaccinated persons are far healthier than vaccinated uh, people. That's according to the International Journal of Vaccine. They call it Theory, Practice, and Research. They published a study about this on November 15th, 2022, okay? And even Bill Gates now concludes that mRNA shots are actually not useful. Think about that. In an person conversation with the Lowry Institute, Bill Gates was in Australia speaking to these folks, and he admitted that the shots serve virtually no benefit to anyone, especially the most vulnerable population, that is the elderly. Think about those admissions on top of the admission from the Pfizer exec that, hey, we go ahead and mutate the virus so that we can mutate the vaccine to match. That'll be a cash cow for us, he said on tape 
Wow. Where do we go with this? His name is Jordan Tristan Walker, Director of Research and Development of Strategic Operations and an MRA scientific guy at Pfizer, caught on hidden camera literally saying we create our own cash cow by mutating these viruses ourselves. Sheriff? Well, Sam, we were telling uh, Bill Gates and the rest of the world all along uh, that these uh, vaccinations were at the very least suspect and at the very most uh, deadly and dangerous. Uh, and so we, we were warning people about this. The evidence just simply was not there to support any kind of uh, universal uh, vaccination with these uh, drugs because they were never properly tested. And, and as soon as they started, they the, the guinea pigs or the people of the world uh, were guinea pigs in the application and testing of these vaccines, and which most of them came out and said they're not vaccines at all. Uh, and so now we're having more evidence come forward day after day after day uh, which reminds me, I got to get this put all together in my book, uh, and, and, and make this known to the world that you were lied to once again, just like the war in Vietnam. We were lied to by government to get in that war, to stay in that war and to kill 68,000 American uh, young people in that horrible, ridiculous war. And, uh, I, I cannot support the, a military complex of this country that does this to promote their own selfish political agendas as uh, President Johnson did uh, during the Vietnam War. You know what I'm calling it, Sheriff? Treasonous uh, criminal corruption? betrayal. It is. It is criminal betrayal. Treasonous so, criminal betrayal. Look at Fauci it, and even Donald. Okay, they went forward without facts, without science. It was bad enough that they jettisoned all those things, but then they mocked those doctors, those physicians, those professionals who stood up and said, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't pass the scientific smell test. We're not going down this road. They literally destroyed careers and forced vaccinations. It's Nuremberg time, Sheriff. But Kevin McCarthy's too busy hanging out with Joaquin Jeffries making friends. Now he's going to go see Joe Biden to talk about the debt ceiling. We're not even on the things yeah. that matter, Doctor, Sheriff. We're well, not even on the things no. that matter at all. Uh, no, and we really haven't been. And the one thing about Trump on that, he started off uh, really well in, in addressing uh, the vaccinations uh, and the dangers. Remember, he announced that he had been, that he got COVID and that he had been on hydroxychloroquine. Some people say hydroxychloroquine, but he had, he announced to the world that it was helping him. And then a few weeks later, he started touting the vaccination and the way it appears, he's been uh, touting the vaccination ever since. And yeah, which is and really he's sad. Surrounded by the wrong people or somebody has got him by the short hairs. Don't know which. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, may, maybe he thought it was the politically correct thing to do uh, because he didn't want to line up on the side of, of people getting sick. Uh, so he uh, thought the vaccination might be a good political ploy to support. It obviously Shame was Shame on that. 
Dr. Robert yes. Malone, well-known physician that has stood up and he's absolutely received character assassination at the hands of government, the medical establishment, and the media has uh, been right all along. And the proof is in the pudding now. He was spot on. And now he says this, I cannot vote for Donald Trump if he backs the vax. And I have to agree, Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, I... I uh... I think that no matter who gets the Republican nomination, I will support uh, if it's between Trump and um, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, our, our buddy Ron. Uh, but, you know, Sam, and you, you know I felt like this for decades. Um, I, I am Why tired of... Why Romney? I hear he's jumping in. Vote for who? Romney. He, he jump in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, All I, right. I made that mistake. I made that mistake once. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you right now, so that's – I just wanted to highlight that as we go into the topic at hand today, which is frontline doctors. Now, we mentioned that I'm handling the day-to-day operations. I'm CEO of CSPOA because Sheriff Mack is helping a sister – is that what you call it? Organization? a friendly organization, another patriot organization, uh, get things squared away. And boy, howdy, have they made some great strides, Sheriff. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, The only strides we've made so far is to go to court, uh, and the judge ruled uh, in our favor against Dr. Gold, and now she's out touting that she actually won and that the judge sided with her. So I, I, I have to tell you, when you were talking about uh, Dr. Malone, uh, it, it came into my mind and my heart that Dr. Simone Gold uh, was uh, standing on the right side of the vaccine from, from the get-go. You're right. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, she stood in front of the United States Supreme Court with uh, a dozen or more other uh, physicians and doctors and surgeons who warned at that time that these vaccines were dangerous, ineffective, and possibly deadly. They also warned against the shutdowns and that we should not have shut down our schools and our businesses. And we certainly, according to these doctors, these medical doctors now, we should not have shut down liberty. We should not have shut down our constitution. And you and I I know that because we understand the Constitution from the get-go. So we said no. Those who don't understand the principles of liberty well enough are the ones that fell for it. The rest of us stood tall from the beginning. On my very talk shows, we were telling everyone, this is bogus. Don't go for it. This is unacceptable. We've got to stand up. This can't happen. Once you lose liberty, it's almost impossible to get it back, etc., now, I don't want to take wind out of the sails of your point. I just want to highlight we were backing Simone Gold and backing um, Robert Malone and backing these physicians who, in my opinion, are some of the most courageous people in the country, Sheriff. Yes, and, and uh, I, I absolutely applauded uh, Dr. Gold. Uh, I, uh, she was a hero to America, she, to, to everyone. Uh, and I, I was thrilled when she asked me to be on the board of directors for AFLDS. Uh, and that was uh, December of 21. And uh, I, I was very much involved. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of turmoil. 
uh, in, in the company. And, uh, I did not know when I came on that she was already in the process of buying a very expensive home with AFLDS money in Naples, Florida, a $3.6 million home, uh, where she and her boyfriend, uh, have been living, uh, for free. Uh, and I was not aware of any of that when I came onto the board and the purchase of the home happened uh, during that time. And I did not know that it had been approved by anybody. The board never gave it approval. Um, and so one member of the board was aware of it and, and said, go ahead. Uh, but the board never approved it. And that was a big mistake. Uh, and I would not have approved it. And, uh, now we're in a position where we need to try to sell the home, uh, and ha- have, uh, Dr. Gold find another place to live. Uh, the whole thing, Sam, is it went to court. Uh, Dr. Gold filed, uh, a, a an injunction, uh, in court against us. She also demanded that, uh, two of us fire and terminate, uh, Joey Gilbert's position on the board. Uh, and, uh, she, she t- told us that ultimately we, we kind of said, well, don't we need to investigate your claims? Don't we need to take due process into consideration? She said, no, just do what I tell you. And, and so the truth of the matter is that Dr. Gold was no longer on the, the board. She was no longer in a, a, any official position with AFLDS. Because uh, back over a year ago, she actually resigned so that from AFLDS so that she could focus on a business, a for-profit business that she created called Gold Care. And we were all in favor of that, too. Uh, I, I look forward to uh, participating in Gold Care as a patient. Uh, and so uh, it turned out that uh, she, for some crazy reason, she actually was at uh, the U.S. Capitol and went inside on January 6th. Uh, I don't believe that she was guilty of, uh, of a very serious crime, if any crime at all, but uh, she pled guilty to a, a trespass and she spent uh, 50 days in prison, not jail, prison, in federal prison. And I, and I don't want to get off topic here, but I do want to say, though, this trespass stuff they're saying against everybody is absolutely 100% bogus. Whenever they don't want you somewhere, whenever they don't like what you have to say or think or believe or wear or whatever, they want to say you're guilty of trespass. It is this nebulous right. term they're using to violate your God-ordained, God-given rights, people. And the problem is, how can one person trespass but another person not? How do you trespass when the cops invited most of these people in? Anyway, we'll get to more on this, ladies and gentlemen. We want to work with Simone Gold the best we can. Let's make that very clear up front. You're watching the Sheriff Mac Show on Brideon TV, listening on Brideon and Loving Liberty Radio. Right now with Ann Vandersteel. Hi, I'm Titus. I'm Isaac. We are the Smith Brothers, and we love 
of Uncensored Truth why you need to be with Bright TV. They're so awesome. Go to Bright TV right now. Right now. Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals. Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com. And we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at BrighteonStore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, becoming a member of the Posse today if you want to get involved in solutions. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. And Sheriff Mack, right before the pause, I was making the point that we definitely want to work with Dr. Simone Gold. She set the gold standard in standing up against government belligerence, uh, and I commend her yeah. for that. Things weren't perfect as things unfolded. She started uh, the Frontline Doctors Group, uh, and she's been key in fundraising for that group. But she made a few missteps, yeah. and really the board uh, won this case yesterday because uh, the board is in control of the organization. But I believe Simone Gold yeah. has an incredible role to play going forward. The question is if she will. Yeah, it is. And and I will tell you, Sam, uh, the judge didn't really hear all uh, the problems that occurred before uh, she started fighting with the board of directors. Uh, way back when, when she asked uh, Amy Landau to be the executive director, uh, and this was right when I started on uh, as a board member. Uh, and Amy was very professional, very lovely person, uh, really dedicated to all of this. And she ended up quitting just two months later. And it was because of the squabble she was having with Dr. Gold. Uh, and Dr. Gold, uh, Amy accused her of, 
micromanaging her and telling her how to run everything and that uh, Dr. Gold was just running everything through her, uh, using her as a scapegoat and a few other things. And and a- Amy did testify at the hearing, but she didn't testify about why she left. Uh, and she was simply talk- testifying, as most of us did, that uh, Dr. Gold did indeed resign from the board and from AFLDS. And, and uh, that was the big and- contention of all of this. Uh, well, that, and that's why I say that it was, a, it was a big win. That's why I say it was a big win, Sheriff, because really it established that yeah. the board is in control. That's the most salient point of the whole thing. It is. It is. And and Dr. Gold's contention was that she never really resigned because it was never in writing. And the judge countered and told her, uh, you did it at a board meeting. It's on the minutes, and the minutes were actually prepared by you. <laughs> and and so there's absolutely no evidence that there were any conditions uh, about her resignation. And I found her uh, conditions to be to make her position worse for uh, trying to get back uh, on the board and for her uh, lack of resignation. She says, you didn't make my demands. You didn't meet my demands. Uh, she demanded $50,000 a month. She, this is all in the notes. I have them right here in my hand uh, from the judge's order. And and the other one, even more so, is that she was to be paid $1.5 million from AFLDS donors to her pocket and in order to resign and start her personal business. I found that very alarming. And and it made, it, it made her position worse, not better. But this is what the, the last... Two paragraphs from the judge. The judge so said, and, and I'm quoting and reading this now, Simone Gold is not on the board. The board can make any decision it feels is appropriate with respect to Gold's ongoing employment, in quotes. I don't know why employment is in quotes. Ongoing employment and status with the company. The court does not find, however, that gold is causing irreparable injury uh, to the company. Uh, I dispute that. She she most certainly has. She has taken funds away. She has made it impossible for uh, our staff to be paid. She's taken away uh, internet access, emails. Uh, she's taken the uh, CPA who is supposed to be paying people. He only works for her now. We told him all along that she had resigned. We showed him the proof. And now, even still, after he lied in court on this hearing, he is still not paying any attention to the board and is still only working for Dr. Gold. The next paragraph is very telling, and it kind of supports what you're saying. Uh, the, the request for injunctive relief by both sides are denied. Uh, he's then recommending a receivership in other words, a, a mediator to take control of the company until everything is settled. Uh, I really uh, take offense uh, to the judge's uh, assertions and opinions, personal opinions, that that we, uh, the board that's on there now, cannot handle this. Uh, he doesn't understand how uh, horrific uh, or devastating uh, these things were, but right when we were trying to fix everything, when I came on board in mid-October, 
this thing was already uh, going uh, downhill fast. And, and we were already in court. And so we've spent the last three months just simply getting ready for, for this hearing. Uh, and it's really hard to fix a company when you don't have access to the, to the bank accounts, to the employees, to the internet, to the, to the communications that have been established there by, uh, previous administrations. And so it was, it was very difficult to run the company while we're trying to get ready for court. And that's a full-time job. He does say this, and I really like this. In the meantime, it is incumbent on these parties, that means the board and Dr. Gold, to resolve differences and comply with their duties to operate the company in a professional and reasonable manner. I would say this. It is time for us on the board and the people involved to put our pride aside and do what's best for this company, for this uh, we the people company. It is their company. This is this is done by donors all over the country, maybe even some across the world. I know we've got donations more than just in America. And this is my also my outreach to Dr. Gold. It is time, Dr. Gold, for you to put your pride aside also. And it is time for us to come together and do what's best for this company. Not act like who's in charge and who's the boss and who's going to tell who and who's going to demand this and demand that. I wanted to reach out to you before this, and I tried. I am now saying, Dr. Gold, we need to come together. If we need to hire a mediator, that's fine with me. But I think we should be able to do this on our own and sit down like adults and do what's best for the company, not do what's best for Sheriff Mack, not do what's best for Dr. Gold, do what's best for AFLDS and the people that have helped organize this and make this happen. And the people that it represents. Now, one of the things that is interesting in this uh, decision is says, it's not clear to the court what Max or Sheriff Max's role is in this. They say he does not appear to have any corporate managerial experience. I want to push back on that, Sheriff, because I don't believe that the court is familiar with some of the roles you played in your uh, former uh, employment life. Do you want to respond to that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I do, Sam. Uh, first of all, <laughs> uh I was in one of the most unique positions in the world as a sheriff. Uh, I actually led a, a successful lawsuit that uh, was done nationally against the federal government. Uh, I, my leadership brought that whole thing about. Uh, I had no one else backing me except the good Lord and my good wife. That was it. Uh, in the beginning, that was it. That's where this whole thing started. Uh, it, it took a lot of leadership. It took a lot of work. And, and I had to juggle that with a full-time job. Of sh- it's a, f- a case all the way to the Supreme Court and win. Uh, the other one, though, Sam, is something else you're very familiar with because you uh, dealt with. And that was for a year and a half, uh, almost two years, we had the most pertinent environmental issue, according to Earth First and Sierra Club, the most 
a vital environmental issue was in Graham County, Arizona. I never anticipated that that would happen when I was sheriff. It was an absolute nightmare. People from all over the world and from all over the United States came to our county and protested and committed acts of sabotage. Uh, and this is how they riot. The Earth First people riot quietly. They don't bring guns. They don't bring bombs and, and, and a Molotov cocktail. They bring sabotage and do it quietly. They spike roads uh, with spikes that uh, tear up tires. They spike trees that you're trying to cut down that uh, could very well injure the person with the chainsaw uh, and destroy the chainsaw. Uh, they put a girl uh, 30 feet up in the air on a tripod, a tripod like this. There's, so there's three uh, huge logs and up at the top, uh, they have uh, a Native American woman sitting. So if we try to take it down, she falls and kills herself. Uh, and so I coordinated and managed the personnel of nine different police agencies, federal, state, county, and city agencies that were all involved in dealing with these protesters who came from all, again, from all over the world. There were hundreds uh, of them on our mountain that the people of Graham County uh, held very dear. And, and Mount Graham is ours. It's the mountain we all grew up on. It's where Boy Scouts grew up. It's, it's where churches and everybody uh, had uh, retreats and get togethers and family reunions and, this is one of the most beautiful mountains, uh, in, in the West. And it's, it's ours. It's something that we held dear. And now all these protesters who did not even live in a, in our county, didn't even live, most of them didn't even live in Arizona, are now coming and making it their own. And I now had to juggle the rights of the protesters with the rights of the people of Graham County. And a lot of these people committed acts of, uh, of shoplifting, uh, and, and, and did drugs. And, uh, we kept a few of them in our jail, but I always thought that's another part of the juggling. I wanted to make sure that we did everything to keep them out of our jails because the, now the people of Graham County would be footing the bill for these people to come in. And we just didn't have the room. And I also had a contract now, with the federal bureau. Of understand <clears throat> this was a federal as well as an international, as well as a local uh, organizational mediation uh, that you had to kind yes. of manage between all the different levels of government, yes. these protesters and everybody. It went off so well. This man that I know, his name is Zach, <clears throat> literally started out hating Richard Mack because Richard Mack was government. Yes. Richard Mack was enemy. Richard Mack was environmental criminal because he didn't stand with yeah. the world firsters or whatever. Now he considers Richard Mack one of his dear friends because of the superb job of not using excessive force, but using kindness, discipline, courage, respect, dignity, honor. I could go on and on and on. Well, uh, I wanted to say something about is, that part. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is something I did, Sam. 
I opened up communications with the protesters. I would go meet with them on a weekly basis. And not only that, I would bring food each time. Uh, and they were very grateful for that. But I met with leadership of Earth Firsters and everybody that, that was there. Sometimes I met with the entire group. Anybody who wanted to meet were welcome to meet with me. But I opened up lines of communication. And we discussed each other's side. And I remember one guy uh, saying, uh, well, you're you're the enemy. And we're, we're walking along. And I said, I'm not the enemy. I respect your right to be here. And I will protect your right to peacefully protest. I will die for that right. And, and, and so they started changing their tune a little bit because they never met a, a police officer or sheriff, uh, that, that talked like that before. And they even brought up, well, you're, but let's you're be the, clear, uh, not only talked like that, but acted and proved it. Yeah, actually, yeah, totally. So they were actually marching on the road, uh, mar- the, to block all the equipment to go up there and start landscaping and and bulldozing and and moving the earth to create these three telescopes those telescopes are there owned by the vatican and the university of arizona the vatican the catholic church owns one of those i never did understand that but i will tell you that the the catholic church was so pleased with what i had done that they they had the uh, pope john paul ii actually gave me a medallion that i still have to this day thanking me uh, for my efforts. Now, this is the one thing, Sam, and you know this part too, that things got so tense between law enforcement and the protesters that it was starting to worry me. So what did I do? Go, you remember what I did, don't you? I just set up a basketball game and you carried yes. a girl down so on I the mountain on the, your back. Yes. <laughs> I challenged the Earth First protesters to a basketball game. And I called my uh, old football coach, who was now the athletic director at Eastern Arizona College, and I asked him if we could play this at the Eastern Arizona College gymnasium. He said, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. He said, let's get some PR going. We'll, we'll be happy to help with this community effort and help the sheriff, absolutely. And so that was Lad Molino, and he, he really helped us. And... Uh, this was the first time a lot of people had showers. He brought in towels and everybody afterwards got to take showers. And those are firsters don't take showers very much. So I was really glad about that. And, uh, cause I worked, I worked with these people sometimes on a daily basis. Uh, and it was, it was a lot of work, Sam. And I will tell you, look at the end result. Very few people, very few arrests, which save tax dollars. Uh, very little no property violence. damage. Very little property damage. No violence. No excessive force. There were there were the other police agencies there from University of Arizona and Department of Public Safety that brought their attack dogs, and they wanted to go after these people. And I would not let it happen. And I stood in the way, and I interposed, and I made sure that all of the police officers, many who did not work for me, uh, my deputies knew and understood where they were where they were supposed to be. Uh, but I did not get to train these other officers from the state and the federal government and, and University of Arizona. But I, so I had to try to calm them down and I did. And I said, there's not going to be any of this stuff. Uh, and I said, if somebody's and out of line, let's look at it. Not to mention all that happening, but he's running the jail and the sheriff's department all at the same time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the judge 
might be a wonderful person. He didn't get the whole story. Uh, Sheriff Mack uh, and the board has been shanghaied by uh, some of Dr. Gold's efforts. Now we hope to change that. Here's what the court case says, and then my plea, Sheriff. If Gold purports to be a director in the future and causes injury to the company, the court would consider issuing an injunction preventing her from purporting to act as a director. Hopefully, this doesn't happen and the parties will not be back before the courts. This dispute can be resolved. They need to obtain a qualified mediator and spend whatever time is necessary to resolve this dispute. I believe I could play that mediator role, believe it or not. Dr. Gold, we need your fundraising. We need your doctoral doctoral knowledge. We need your leadership. We need your involvement. Um, But what we need to do is set aside all of our differences. And we need to say, Satan and your government wants this division in AFLDS. We the people can come together and rise above this in a meaningful way that can literally shame the devil, shame the government, and stand together for the sacred cause of liberty and to protect life. Remember, Dr. Gold, first do no harm. We're your friends. I know things got sideways. Let's bury the hatchet. Let's stand together in a way that can bless God's children, every one of us. And I believe it can be done very easily if everybody comes to the table we certainly say let's protect the investors the people that make the engine run and let's protect those who we are supposed to be serving let's serve and protect and defend all of our god-given rights and i beg for everybody to sit down at the great round table to get it done sheriff thank you sam uh, it's absolutely the way i uh, there's been a lot said back and forth that has caused some hurt feelings, but that's our response to that is all uh, pride related, as I mentioned before. Uh, we do not have to let uh, this uh, continue. We do not have to accept hurt feelings. Uh, I, I don't have hurt feelings. I can get rid of my hurt feelings. I can forgive and we can move on and do what's best. And so, uh, I totally appreciate your remarks. Uh, yes, this was probably, uh, not enough time for the judge to get a full picture and he didn't, he didn't get a full picture. Uh, and I guarantee you that, uh, I have some skills in bringing people together. Uh, what I did on Mount Graham, uh, was absolutely, uh, an amazing come together of protesters and police and government officials. Yeah, uh, and I'm, then you I'm went proud. to the Supreme Court and stood tall for all 3,000-plus sheriffs in the country and provided leadership like nobody's business. Uh, so I say to the judge, you know what? You did a lot right, judge. You decided that a mediator was the key to the solution, and you decided to stay out of it in a way that lets us go forward and solve it together, and I commend the judge for that, sheriff. Yeah, and, and uh, obviously I said he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know me, and he doesn't know my managerial exp- experience. And it doesn't matter if it's the corporate world or if it's government. Uh, managing people is still the same. In fact, in my situation, I think it's a lot more difficult what I pulled off uh, in the management and, and leadership skills that I uh, used in, in with this horrible protest 
situation. It was absolutely horrible. And for almost two years, we had to deal with this. Uh, and don't forget, the number one environmental concern in the world. How to win friends and influence people, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're about as we work through <laughs> the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Become a member today. We thank all of you. The posse coming up soon with a good sheriff. Become a member and join for that. Thanks for watching TV and the Sheriff Mac Show. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman having a fantastic time. We do Brighty on TV, simulcast with radio every Tuesday morning. Delighted to do so, by the way. And um, I just want to add, uh, you know, we do Brighty on radio uh, as well. And we're so grateful for the Brady on people, for Mike Adams, all the work that they do. It's just incredible. Uh, and I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for Sheriff Mack and the opportunity to do the TV show. The TV show and the radio show formats don't line up perfectly. That's why we do kind of the um, the news at first during the TV show. Or I'm sorry, during the radio show, the TV show uh, doesn't do news. And so it's offset a bit. And that's why we're off TV but on radio, but we're finishing up the hour uh, nevertheless, I wanted to make sure people kind of understood that. What an incredible interview, ladies and gentlemen, with, with uh, Sheriff Mack talking about the uh, America's frontline doctors and the great work that they do, the involvement that they've had. There's been a little behind the scenes. You know, people get sideways with one another. That happens when there's a lot of money involved. 
that happens when um, people misunderstand one another. It sure didn't help when Dr. Simone Gold went to prison. I think wrongfully she went to prison. Uh, and I shame the government for that. But And that caused a lot of problems because she wasn't there to see what was happening. Then she gets back and feels like, hey, things may not have ran the way she would have ran them. Uh, but yet many people stepped up and ran the organization while she was gone or unavailable. Uh, you know, there's some things that she might have done sometimes when, uh, you know, wealth comes your way. It's easy to not have things in perspective and to etc. Right. Uh, but you know what? We can bring this back. We can get this back on track. Uh, we can uh, just bury the missteps and we can come back. We can put the organization on a transparent track, put it on a, an accountable track to the board, uh, etc. And And with those uh, opportunities, we can move forward and do what was intended. What is that? The mission of American frontline doctors in the first place, AFLDS. We can truly make a difference. That is to support these doctors. I just told you that a growing number of doctors said they won't get and or give the COVID vaccines anymore. They're getting it. The CDC admits over counting deaths and hospitalizations now. Okay, the truth is on our side. And man, does the AFLDS have a role to play in that. Do we got Sheriff Mack yet? All right, we'll, we'll still try to get Sheriff Mack. But the, the fact is, look, the uh, AFLDS has a critical role to play <clears throat> in, the, in the going forward in America. Doctors need support. Americans need solutions and treatments. That's where the AFLDS got their start, folks. So let's take this ruling and let's do our, take our hope for solutions going forward and make them a reality, shall we? All right. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up with Sam Bushman and Sheriff Mack. Then the posse will be later if you want to get on Zoom as a member and uh, discuss with myself, Richard Mack, many of the CSPOA leaders about what we're doing to back sheriffs to stand for election integrity, uh, and more. So there you have it. LovingLiberty.net is our website for our syndication, for other incredible talk show hosts around the clock, and a whole lot more. CSPOA.org is how you can get involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Keep an eye on America, America's frontline doctors, because, man, we're doing a great work, folks. We just need your prayers. Got it? Good. Hour one in the can, two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Roads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January 31st. 
in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, along with the incredible checks and balances put in place by the brilliant founding fathers. That is our solution today at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And good news, the good sheriff is with me for both hours today. Sheriff Mack, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. Man, we have so much to discuss, so little time to get it done in. I want to talk to you about a couple of things here. First one is this. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising debt ceiling that's the headline now to me that's a disgrace they intend fully to raise the debt ceiling just like they intended fully for mccarthy to become speaker all they want to do is extract what they think they can get and then cave i am not comfortable with this mentality this viewpoint this belief in fact kevin mccarthy continues and says Cuts to Social Security and Medicaid or Medicare are off the table in ongoing negotiations with Democratic leadership. He's already caved, Sheriff. He said, we just want to get what we can get before we go ahead and uh, raise the debt ceiling. And uh, by the way, uh, we, uh, we're we not going to put you know Medicaid, Social Security, any, none of that's on the table for discussions. You've already lost the whole battle. If you're already giving that much, all Democrats have to do is hold the line and force you to comply. What a disgrace, Sheriff. There's a better negotiating tactic than that, I'll tell you that, right now. Yeah, there is. And, um, you know, I will say, McCarthy, uh, for being a mainstream uh, rhino in a lot of ways, has been doing a pretty decent job in, in some respects. However, this takes us back to a very fundamental uh, purpose of government. And, uh, of course, they're always going to maintain that their job is to take care of us. So we have to have Medicare. We can't cut Medicare. We have to keep, keep taking care of people. Well, yeah, after you uh, make people so dependent on you and addicted to your uh, welfare programs, it, it is kind of ruthless to try to pull it out from underneath them in a very sudden way. However, I will say this, too. If Social Security had been managed uh, correctly, and, and that is also something that's unlawful, by the way, but that's my money that's it, that I put into that since I was 15 years old. Then. It's my money. It's not theirs. And they act like it's theirs. And they've so mismanaged this whole thing that it is uh, looking to be bankrupt unless they raise the debt ceiling and start putting more money in there because they give it to people who at some in some respects have never worked sam i know people who have have had a job for 30 years who are getting more social security uh, per month than my wife does see and that's uh, and, where that's where we need to discuss this i don't want to break promises yeah. to people that we've made promises to and i'm not suggesting that we should what i'm suggesting no, though is to I say didn't. these are the untouchable third rail uh, is bogus. We're not going to take that off the table. What we're going to say is this. We're going to get a sliding scale of backing out of commitments that we know long-term we cannot keep. The Ponzi scheme is over. 
Now, right. if you're above, say, and I'm, I'm giving an example, not a fact. You'd have to negotiate through this. But, look, if you're above 60, all's going to stay the same. If you're above 50, it's going to slightly change in this way. If you're above 40, it's going to change more, 30 more, 20 more, to where we're going to back our way out of this. In fact, those who are under 30, we're just going to tell you that you get a refund check of this much relating to how much you might have put in or a portion thereof, whatever we can work out, kind of like a severance from these programs. You get a check. And then everybody else above that, you can have a check and walk away to not have it at all. Or you can go ahead and get whatever minimal benefits are coming your way. And we can give you time and options and back out of this program uh, in a dignified, moral way and not break promises. Sam, you're 55. You don't got a lot of time left, okay? You're going to be 56 this year. Um, Look, you've got a severance option. You've got a, you know what, you can get on it, um, whatever option with, with, with less amounts. There's a way to work this and back out and not betray and or break promises, but not when you simply say it's off the table done. Okay. Yeah. You can, you don't have to raise the debt ceiling if you start cutting government programs. So to me, you shut down the government if you're Kevin, and then you start passing bills out of the house one issue at a time. Whatever's constitutional, boom, 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 boom. We've got 47 bills waiting on the Senate now to open up the legitimate proper role of limited government we're not opening up the rest people we're not doing it now hey here's a couple of bills that we may need to pass temporarily uh, with an extraction plan to keep our promises fine boom it a boom pass them pass them just dump the bills on the senate but remember you don't negotiate by giving up all the cards when you hold the purse strings you don't do that kevin shame on you sir what a disgrace this is you've already failed You've got to say, we hold the purse strings. We hold all the cards. And I'm telling you right now, we will open up and teach America about the proper role of limited constitutional government. And the other things just may never be opened, may never, ever come back. You got that, people? But we will not break promises. We will create an extraction program or a wind-down program for certain essential needs. Right? We're not going to crash the plane. We're going to land it appropriately the best we can in these hostile circumstances that our, fo- that our forebears, not our founders, but our forebears uh, have left us in. There is a way forward that's productive and clear, but you've got to communicate and you've got to stand on something or you get hit by traffic going both directions, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, very good and very well said, Sam. You're absolutely correct. Uh, why did you say four bears instead of founders? Because founders never established a welfare system like this in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It's the middle people. It's the last two or three generations that have sold us south. Uh, I don't think they meant right. to. I think they've just been embra- ingrained in socialism. And they don't really realize the difference. You know, my dad, for example, was a great guy, but he was more of a mainstream Republican. Whenever I'd stand up against the general Republican ideas, he thought I was going off the rails. So he meant well. And I'm not here to attack my father. I'm just here to make a point that I think generations ago, they kind of lost sight of what made America great. You know, our goal is not to attack them, but our goal is to set the record straight and bring it back uh, to what our founders understood, believed, and implemented. We can return to that, Sheriff. Yeah, we, we can. And I, that's uh, a, a lofty uh, goal. Um might even be uh, impractical in some ways because this is so ingrained, but it falls back to Michael Peruca's quote of Thomas Jefferson or Thomas Paine, and that is a long habit of not thinking a thing to be wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right. 
And that's where this whole welfare system of the United States lands. It's been there so long. And the corruption behind this has been there so long that people have uh, accepted it as, as normal. Same thing with the IRS. People accept their brutality and their bullying and their unconstitutional law-breaking and their downright criminality. It's just so accepted now. And corruption in Washington, D.C. is that way. It's just so accepted now. And I think this is a part of it that has got into McCarthy's DNA. And that is, this is this is how it's done in Washington, D.C. So uh, do I blame I don't him? Mean to, uh, I, surprise? No, but yeah. It's just I don't mean to, to criticize McCarthy either. I'm not trying to attack him as a person. What I am trying to do is pave a way forward. What I am trying to do is we cannot pretend that his way will work. It will not work. The system yeah. will fail if we keep this up, okay? Now, Kevin also sent me and a gazillion other people an email. And I want to I want to highlight this email and tell you what it said. And I want to just show you where my real frustration and anger is. First off, he's spamming me because I never gave him permission to send me an email at all. So I had to yeah. sue him over the, uh, the can spam act uh, in the first place. But I'll decide not to sue Kevin right now. I'm just making a point. That, you know what? He doesn't even have the right to send me the email in the first place. But it says this. Speaker McCarthy is the subject. Nancy Pelosi just spearheaded a multi-state massive fundraising spree with Hakeem Jeffries and their top Democratic cronies. Wait a minute. I have reports that you're hanging out on Capitol Hill making friends with Jeffries right now. So you make it sound like Jeffries is in bed with his cronies and you're against him, but yet you're spending your time working with Jeffries right now? Well, Sam, don't you know that's the art of politics? No, it isn't. That's bogus. Yeah. Don't pretend to me that you're Jeffries' enemy, and on Capitol Hill, you and Jeffries are just rubbing shoulders, hanging out. In fact, you welcomed Elon Musk, the two of you together. And you guys all discussed how Elon Musk is going to make it fair on Twitter between the Republicans and the Democrats. Shame on you all and shame on your partisan politics that George Washington warned you against. Shame on the both of you. But it goes on. Pelosi may not, may long, no longer have the gavel, but do not underestimate her swampy schemes. Yeah, she is livid that we took back Congress. Yeah. She wants to get every Hollywood person, every Hollywood person to promote dark money and use that to attack us. I'll tell you more. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. party with all the girls there. Play with me more often. My mom's so busy with the board meeting. Just spend more time together as a family. Do more out-of-the-house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. I just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you wish? What do you wish? Raise my allowance. To not argue together. Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? Buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Thank, thank you to every one of you for being locked on Liberty Roundtable live with the good Sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack and yours truly. We're talking about Kevin McCarthy. Shame on him. He emails me just begging for money. Now that Pelosi has nothing to lose, she and her leftist followers are bolder than they've ever been. They will do anything to stop us. That means we need all hands on deck right now to counteract her dark money tour so we can block hers and Schumer's destructive schemes once and for all. Our war chests are empty after a bruising election. We're defenseless. Please, would you consider sparing a few dollars to ensure that we can hold off Pelosi's final charges against our freedoms? We're still near $20,000 short of our goal, but I'm assured that if everyone reading this chips in just $8, we should be able to counteract Nancy Pelosi's nonsense. And then it goes on to donate, donate, donate before midnight. And then it says this, four hours, 36 minutes, 35 seconds, $25, 50, 150, 250, 500, or 1,000. Oh, you can even do $2,900. Your contribution will benefit Kevin McCarthy for Congress. Yeah, Democrats are hell-bent on tanking our America First agenda. We need your help to fight back. Will you become a monthly donor as well? Radical Dems hold the White House and Senate. The House is the only thing standing between the elitist government, Joe Biden and crew that want to destroy your freedoms and you. Campaign finance law 
requires us to collect your employment information. Pitch in now. Yeah. If you chip in now, you become a member of Team Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Contributions to Win Red. So now you find out it's this group called Win Red are not deductible as charitable donations for federal income tax purposes based on contribution rules. Then you have to sign this thing saying you're a U.S. citizen or a cardholder. You know, in other words, you're allowed to be here or donate or whatever else. Now, <clears throat> Sheriff, when I walk down the street in a busy big city, guy comes up to me and says, hey, man, you got any money for a burrito? Just five bucks, man. I need to go ahead and eat, and then I got to take a bus back to my wife and kid. They're expecting me. I came out here to try to get work, but there ain't no work, so I'm coming. I'm going home now. Can you can you give me a couple bucks for a bus ticket and a burrito? Kevin McCarthy's plea is identical to that, uh, Sheriff. Yeah, Sam, we all get those emails, uh, and it's always so vital that we donate them. And we become a part of the McCarthy army or do you, in fact, sometimes the headline on the email, uh, join Trump's brigade or become a part of, you know, my dad did it with Reagan once and it, uh, they sent him back some medallion thing about how, and I bet he donated a hundred bucks, but I guess back in the eighties, that was quite a bit, but, um, it was all this about making you part of the team. You're you're now oh uh, you get to have a dinner with uh, with the president or you get to be on his official list of of, of personal advisors and you know always trying to make some big claim that you're a big part of his campaign and his uh, personal friend and you're on his personal committee and all of that's bogus. Uh, you're not on anything. Uh, they're just trying to find creative ways to to get more money. Uh, it's really sad that politics is so based on uh, the power of the dollar. Uh, and, and that's another thing that uh, has got to be addressed as well as uh, the other financial problems that you uh, addressed in just a few minutes ago. But I got this, an idea. Whole... Yeah, go ahead. Why don't we jettison all foreign aid all of it why don't we shut down all constitutional agencies and then kevin you don't need a penny from me bro you can in fact lower taxes right now he said unconstitutional agencies right unconstitutional that agencies. that's right yeah shut them all down and why don't you just stand for liberty but you're already going to cave you're going to do social security you're going to do medicaid medicare you're not talking about getting rid of foreign aid at all you're going to have a secret meeting with joe joe kevin and joaquin and you guys are going to go ahead and and craft a raise the debt ceiling plan and you're not going to make any difference the republicans are going to squander their tiny margin in the house if they're not careful before 24 because donald trump's going to run around promoting vaccines while kevin promotes increasing the debt ceiling under the guise of pretending that he's going to extract everything he can first that's what the Republicans are up to. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's really, Sam, what you're describing is politics uh, at, at its zenith. Uh, you know, this just mainstream, um, modus MO, 
political mo, uh, especially in Washington D.C. Yeah, well, we we've always done things like this. I mean, that's probably the I worst excuse. It, for but again, they're exclaiming this is different. So here's the deal. Um, I guess as far as I understand, Elon Musk made a surprise visit to D.C. And Joaquin and yeah. Kevin met with him. So I got a question. If the man that beats Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, uh, who represents frontline doctors, and the man who is a nationally syndicated talk show host for over 25 years, who had on Donald Trump Jr. on Super Tuesday on his program and the head of CSPOA, the two of us go to Washington. Will Kevin meet with me and you like he did Elon? No. Why not? I guess we should try to make Listen, sure. Listen, police not. reform is supposed to be the national discussion now due to the meltdown that took place, right, in Memphis. They're saying they want to work on police reform. Who better to work on that than, say, Sam and Mac with Kevin and crew? Yeah. Well, it's I not going to work. To go. It's not going to work anyway because they're every time that they have these types of meetings and look at police training and police reform, all it is is more of the same each time. Oh, we got to get them trained in de-escalation. And de-escalation never includes how our role is designed to protect civil rights. Then you'll never de-escalate properly. Yeah, of course. There's no adherence to government principles. The principles upon which government was founded, probably better put that way. There's no adherence to that. There's no training in that. How do you understand your role in our society when you do not understand the role of our government? You can't. Remember how Glenn Beck used to talk about he's going to pick up the bat phone and it was his joke with a direct line to Washington, D.C. or to talk to the president or Congress or somebody? Pick up the bat phone. Do you yeah. remember those phrases? Yeah. How do we pick up the bat phone and talk to Kevin about police reform? about standing up for frontline doctors and backing off any of these government attempts to violate physicians' rights. So the first thing you'd have to understand is, is that police reform is not his business. That's He's not be, Congress's job. I agree 100%. The only police reform that I think Congress should do is say, we're going to abolish the FBI. Okay. Yeah, uh, because, it's a, because it's a criminal agency that's unconstitutional and it's violated police reform everywhere it goes. So we're going to abolish that and we're going to make a law that says we will never have a federal police agency ever. We'll leave that to the states and the people respectively via the supreme law of the land. Kevin could do that and then he could educate the people on why he has that stance and he could use guys like you and me to help him carry the ball. And then he, he could wish the states well as they pursue some reforms in law enforcement and it needs to start with training and if they don't change their act in training and all they do is increase uh, what they've already been doing again it'll be more of the same i happen to know some incredible constitutional police agency trainers yeah i know you do Wow, maybe uh, I can introduce Kevin to him. What do you think if I just get on the bat phone? Yeah. Hey, Kevin, yeah. Sam, listen, 
We're going to be out there in D.C. in a day or two. You got some time for us? Let's go to lunch and eat some pupusas and talk about what you need to do to support true reform. Get the government out of it is the only position you have the lawful right to take, sir. Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman back in seconds on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Millions of Americans are under winter weather watches and advisory today and tomorrow amid warnings of a prolonged and potentially significant icing event affecting 15 states. National Weather Service meteorologist Bob Oravec. There's about 50 million people under some type of winter weather advisory, winter storm warnings, ice storm warnings, winter weather advisories, wind chill alerts. It looks like ground zero for these storms is centered over the Lone Star State. At the moment, uh, the center of it though, looks like it's going to be north-central Texas, where we do anticipate several days of freezing rain. Sleet and freezing rain accumulations are likely to create widespread hazardous traveling conditions, downed power lines, broken tree limbs, and this will be happening for several days in a row. The White House announced Monday they will end the two COVID-19 emergency declarations on May 11th. The COVID-19 national emergency and public health emergency will be extended to that date and then lifted. That will end Title 42 restrictions and expulsions at the northern and southern border where the crisis rages on with illegal immigrants pouring into the country at levels never seen before. Construction on the wall of the United States-Mexico border is still taking place in some areas. Texas still building its portion of a border wall, even though the Biden administration stopped work on that wall. Texas Governor Greg Abbott admits it's not a cheap endeavor. Part of that is the materials for the wall. Part of it is uh, the the cost uh, of acquiring uh, the rights to be able to build the wall on land. Abbott speaking in the border town of San Benito Monday, where wall construction was taking place, said they are acquiring more land rights, which should help speed up construction. I'm John Schaefer. Cindy Williams, who played Shirley opposite Penny Marshall's Laverne on the popular sitcom Laverne and Shirley, died last week and announced Monday. 75-year-old Williams died in Los Angeles, California on Wednesday after a brief illness. This is USA News. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover. We'll help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 734 1229. 800 734 1229. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pfizer exec on hidden camera. 
We're exploring mutating COVID ourselves, says this bigwig at Pfizer. Sheriff, can you imagine that kind of, uh, I don't know what you want to say, that kind of ego, that kind of, um, they think they're gods up there. These people are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, self-appointing them godships, uh, you know, is part of the process, too. And probably no one has done that more than Nancy Pelosi. And good grief, she got away with so much. Uh, not as much as Hillary Clinton has got away with, but Hillary Clinton was never Speaker of the House. It's the third person to be president, but uh, or the second one, actually, uh, after the president leaves. So uh, it it is astonishing what they get away with, uh, as Sam, and I've said this on your program lots of times. If you have the national media behind you, you can get away with almost anything. And that's what that's Hey, did what you get a ticket to the Kansas Chief, the Kansas Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl, sir? Yeah, I think uh, uh, my wife and I are going to go. We're going to go ahead and spend the 30000 and and go to that. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. Tickets are 4000 for nosebleed to 35000 for good tickets. It's going to oh be Super goodness. Bowl 57. It's going to be at the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, right home of the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals and everything else. Yep. Rihanna's going to be there for the halftime show, buddy. Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, <laughs> it is a Hollywood production of, of monumental proportions. All right, and we talked brief- yesterday. We talked yesterday with Dr. Scott Bradley about weather warfare, or some people uh-huh. call it a weaponized weather. And I don't know if you know, but a Brigham Young University study came out and said that the Great Salt Lake could dry up in five years if changes aren't made. It's so already the governor, So the governor wants to put $130 million into studying that dude. Figure out what to do. $130 million just to study it? Yes, sir. Got to oh figure it God. out, man. Have these guys well, lost their marbles? Here's what I suggest. What if we try turning to God and repenting and ask him to send the rain? That's what farmers used to do when it worked, Sheriff. Yes, very true. How come can't work now? Are we beyond that in our, quote, modern world of the arm of flesh or what? Yeah. Well, how much how much would it cost for a pipeline from the California coast or even from uh, Rocky Point down in Mexico? And then we could get some more jobs down in Mexico and help their economy, too. Um, how much would it cost for a pipeline? They were doing a pipeline for gas all the way down. I from- have no idea, but why do we need one? Can't we just pray for rain? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm all for that. You know, maybe you know, one listen, of the answers, though, is a pipeline. They say they want to bring it back to its natural, you know, um, level. The problem is the natural level had us all underwater, sir. Well, yeah, that's true, too. So I don't know what natural means. I'm just kind of redneck there. And then I was talking to Lowell Nelson, and I don't know if you know this, but this is good news. Utah's SB. 116 transgender medical treatments and procedures amendments utah governor spencer cox signed it it's a bill banning gender affirming treatment and surgery for minors identifying as transgender actually some good news 
This is a win. This is a protection for young people in Utah yeah. and a loss for the sex change industry, Sheriff. You know that, that they have actually considered having schools and people not involved in the family to to make these decisions for these young people who are struggling with that and, and uh, getting them the change or taking hormone shots or whatever else. That's the astonishing thing about this, and that's what brought on this legislation is because too many other people that want to force this on children – are, are getting involved in the process and 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 i'll tell you what if you uh, i don't get mad very often and i don't get violent hardly ever but if you want to get me going on in that regard where i would consider it mess with my grandchildren regarding their gender and and start helping them change their gender without parental involvement sam I cannot think of anything more heinous except for maybe child trafficking for sexual exploitation. Well, and speaking of that now, it turns out that the Super Bowl is a magnet for human trafficking, ladies and gentlemen. Human trafficking is the fastest growing and second largest criminal industry in the world. It's a $38 billion to $50 billion industry in the United States alone. So your point's well taken. But I look at this, and here's the problem that I have with it. You can't change genders. It's scientifically not possible. You are born with either an XX or an XY, right? Right. So it's criminal to even suggest such. I commend Cox. I don't really like the governor on a lot of his policies, but I will say that on this I one he's right. We have got to stand up, though, and talk about the scientific reality of this. There is no debating that there is two genders. I'm surprised he signed it. Aren't you surprised he signed it? A little bit. A little bit. I'm proud of him, and that's why I'm giving him credit where credit's due. I'm not here just to attack everybody. I am here to stand up for what's right, though, and it's right that he defends this. And good on him. Amen. Yeah. Well, I was surprised, but I, I too, applaud what he did. All right. Well, anyway, that's good news. Uh, Sad about the Super Bowl and trafficking, though. Look, that's one another question that I have is this. I don't understand why why the the Super Bowl would be a time for trafficking, though. Because whenever you get a lot of people together with celebrities. It's not a big kitty event. And and, and media and, and all this kind of stuff. You get the prostitutes and so... What you do is you bring the prostitutes to all the rich people that go to the Super Bowl that want prostitutes. That's prostitutes what, that's are true. little kids that are. Uh, so they're bringing in children for for sex uh, slavery. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yes, not the other way around because there's not a whole lot of children at the Super Bowl. Well, well yeah, it's not a time to kidnap them. It's a time to use them. To exploit them, right. Okay, yes. It's criminal, folks. But anyway, here's an idea. Let me throw out an idea for you. If this is such a big industry, 38 to $50 billion annually in America alone, why don't we say this? By golly, we need rain in the Great Salt Lake bad. So bad, we're freaking out. We don't know what to do. So bad, everybody's just on the climate change bandwagon worried about this. Um, we're, we're thinking about spending $130 million to study this. Why don't we just not study that? Why don't we decide that we're going to go ahead and get on our knees and pray to God and repent? 
And, and uh, the way we're going to repent is we're going to jettison the Super Bowl this year to keep children safe. And we're going to go ahead and not play football on the Sabbath so we can keep the Sabbath day holy as we pray. And, man, what do you think of that? We don't exploit children and we don't have the Super Bowl. That's a sad piece. But yet, you know, we're standing on what matters. And we're making it. Isn't that better than spending $130 million on a wing and a prayer that somehow we can find a way to, to bring water? Yeah, no kidding. When you talk about the $130 million just to study it, though. like that's Setting, why I said, setting aside... That Setting aside yeah. the Super Bowl is a small price to pay. We all went through COVID. We'll survive, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, we didn't have the Super Bowl during the Coco, did we? During what? The COVID, the Coco. Oh, yeah. No, they still had the Super Bowl. Oh, whoa. See, we can't stop the Super yeah. Bowl no matter what there. You, but see, yeah, you why can't don't, stop it. Why don't we jettison the Super Bowl, though, and, and say we're going to protect the children, make a big issue out of this? Take all the money that would be spent on the Super Bowl and use it against child sex trafficking and slavery. And then why don't we repent and not have the Super Bowl on Sunday? And maybe God might send some rain. Yeah. Right? It it would be worth a try. It would be something I would totally support. And I love football. Uh, and I love the Super Well, I, I like the Super Bowl. I, I can, I'd rather go to Broadway than the Super Bowl, but. If I could do both, I would. But I've never been to a Super Bowl game. I've never been to an all-star game. Uh, hey, man, my like wife sung at Super Bowl. You didn't believe me, but she really did. She what? She sung at the Super Bowl, man. How did she do that? Because she was in a kid's choir, and the whole choir sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. See, back in the day when it wasn't such a star-studded event, mere mortals participated, sir. Well, uh, what Super Bowl was it? Do you remember? I have to ask her. I can't remember. But it was in the 80s. Okay. So, you know, what do we got? We're on Super Bowl 40-something now or whatever it is, right? No, 57? 57. So I'm going to have to ask her, but it was something, you know, 37 range kind of thing or something. No, no, no. 27 range. All right. There you have it. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. The Sheriff Mac and Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. 
I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Sheriff Mac, on your radio. Um, okay, I talked to my wife about it. It was the 49ers Miami Dolphins game, and it was a Super Bowl. I don't know what number it was, but it was back in 1985. Wow. Okay. Well, we could figure out which one it was just by math, obviously. Yeah. But that's an amazing experience. Uh, she got yeah, and that's that, back right? before they had, you know, star-studded halftime shows with, like, Rihanna and everything else. They used yeah. to have children in schools and stuff like that singing. So she sang with her choir that she was with, uh, They and they sang at the Super Bowl there. Pretty cool. Yeah. So there you go. A little different world we live in now, right? Sad but true. Just yeah, goes kind yeah, of the show. I mean, big-time money and big-time Hollywood has taken over the super bowl uh and you know what they can I, that's anybody that owns any business if you own the super bowl and you have a lot of stake in it you're going to want to make as much money out of it biggest fanfare that you possibly can but it i, I will tell you as a, somebody who played football and loved football and loved sports uh i don't like it they're they're, they're making it uh, You're right. Kind of and, and I'll give you an example. Uh, we mentioned that it was like $4,000 to $35,000 a ticket. And Mac's not really going. Yeah. He was joking Ridiculous. if he didn't get the sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I will say this. Interestingly enough, um, I don't know if you know, but it cost $7 million for a 30-second commercial to run in the Super Bowl. $7 million. $7 million? $7 million. Yes, sir. That's right. Good. Okay, so maybe if we get rid of some of the star-studded stuff and we go back to the days when you have a choir sing or Mere Mortal, you know, maybe we can drop the price of those tickets instead of four grand to 35, maybe they'd be, you know, a thousand to, you know, 5,000 or something. Yeah. See, we, we have got, we've turned this into our God, our idols, Sheriff. Yeah. And it's a tragic reality. Yeah. All right, Sheriff, I don't know if you can find this, but I would, I would love it if you could read this. There is a product on the market now called Chat GPT. And Chat GPT is supposedly this automated bot that is super, super smart AI, artificial intelligence. And people are trying to figure out how smart it is. And so they basically said, hey, who is Sam Bushman? And it came back and said, Sam Bushman is a nationally syndicated talk show host that believes in liberty and da 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 It was great. Then we asked it the next question. And this is what I'm hoping you can pull up, Sheriff. If you can't, I can try to read it, but it's a little bit long, so you might do better than I. But the question we asked this chat, GPT, is this. Write an article about liberty in the style of Sam Bushman. And what it came back with is amazing. Do you have that handy, Sheriff? Yes, I do. Hang on. 
Uh, it's called Liberty, the Cornerstone of Our Republic, is what it titled its article. It's shocking. I mean, that's something that I would actually say, right? It is shocking what it came up with. And we asked it a yeah, bunch of it. interesting questions. All right, go ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, you you sent, or somebody sent in this in, and write an article about liberty in the style of Sam Bushman. Liberty, the cornerstone of our republic. As a proud American and host of Liberty Roundtable Live, I feel compelled to talk about the importance of liberty in our great nation. In this day and age, it's easy to take for granted the freedom that we enjoy as citizens of the United States, but it's crucial that we never forget the sacrifices made by our forefathers to secure those liberties for us. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. I think it's really interesting what it says. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of short. Uh, liberty, simply put, is the freedom to live your life as you see fit, so long as you do not infringe on the rights of others. It's a fundamental right that has been enshrined in our Constitution, and it's the foundation of our republic. Without liberty, we would not have the ability per- to pursue happiness, express our opinions, to live on to live our lives according to our own beliefs and values. One of the greatest threats to our liberty is government overreach. The Constitution limits the power of the federal government, but it seems like we've strayed far from that original intent. The government has become too involved in our daily lives, dictating what we can and cannot do, and it's up to us to make sure that this trend is reversed. Another threat to liberty is the decline in individual responsibility. Seems like too many people these days want the government to take care of them from cradle to grave. But that's not what America was built on. The principles of self-sufficiency, hard work, and personal responsibility are what make are what made this country great. And it's up to us to make sure that those principles are not lost. It's important to remember that liberty is not a political idea. It's a way of life. Every time we make a decision, we have the opportunity to choose liberty, whether it's the right to bear arms, the right to free speech, or the right to worship as we choose, we must always defend and protect these liberties. In conclusion, as Americans, it's our duty to preserve the liberty that has been granted to us by our forefathers. We must be vigilant in the face of government overreach and stand firm in our belief in individual responsibility. By doing so, we can ensure that the United States remains a shining beacon of liberty for generations to come. Now, think about that from a bot, though. This bot knows enough about Sam Bushman because I've been on the radio for a long time. My views are not, you know, some people think that this radio show is just tiny and my views aren't very widely spread. But it's so widely spread that this bot knows enough to build an article based on my statements. If you listen to that article or pay attention carefully, it uses phrases that I use, sir. Yeah. All right. It, it's, in a way, it's really cool. In a way, it's kind of scary, this bot that's come out. Now, I don't know if you know, but Microsoft says they, have, they can basically study your voice for three seconds now and that they can then imitate your voice perfectly with your oh, phrases, yeah. nuance, inflections, and everything. So now all you got to do is get this bot and that uh, voice, and then it can do the talk show, and I can go on vacation, Sheriff. There's only one missing component. <laughs> 
You want to know what the only missing component is? What? Cash, baby. Your sense, your sense of humor. Cash, baby. I just take cash for me to go on vacation. <laughs> but I, <laughs> all I'm saying is think about that, that bot, though. We asked the bot a few more questions uh, that I found interesting. We asked the bot about the CSPOA. Uh, do you have that one handy? Uh, yes. That one's really interesting, too, in my opinion. We said this, is the CSPOA a legitimate organization? And it came back with a very, I don't know what you want to say, balanced, non-confrontational response, Sheriff. Right. Is the Go ahead CSPOA, with this one. This is interesting. Is the CSPOA a legitimate organization? Here's the article. The legitimacy of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, is a matter of debate and interpretation. Some people consider the CSPOA to be a legitimate organization that represents the interests of law enforcement officials who are committed to upholding the Constitution. They argue that the CSPOA provides valuable resources and, and training for officers and serves as a voice for those who believe in limited government and individual liberty. Others, however, view the CSPOA as a controversial organization and questionable motives. Critics argue that the CSPOA stance on the role of law enforcement in upholding the Constitution is at odds with established legal, legal precedent and that their views are not in line with mainstream law enforcement organizations. That's for sure. <clears throat> Ultimately, the legitimacy of the CSPOA will depend on one's personal beliefs and values. It is important to consider all sides of an issue and gather information from multiple sources before making a decision about the credibility of an organization. So then I, Sam Bushman, ask the question, is the CSPOA in line with your values, ladies and gentlemen? where we basically say, look, you're not going to steal our guns, so Richard Mack wins at the Supreme Court, where we come back and say there are checks and balances and jurisdictional separations in our form of limited proper rule of government. And if you believe in the things that we have to say about that, join us. Now, when they say we're out of step with legal precedent, maybe so, but we still won at the Supreme Court, Sheriff. So I don't know how out of step that is or not, but uh, it's a telltale yeah. sign of our intent and our peaceful agenda. Part of the reason that I wanted to read these chats on the radio is if they ever tell you that I committed suicide, they're lying. Also, if they ever tell you that I'm an enemy to the government, I'm going to basically create a book of these chat GPTs so that the world can know what I stand for. That chat GPT wrote an article as if it were me. That chat GPT pointed out the legitimacy of the CSPOA. Yes, if you don't believe in the Constitution, yes, if you don't believe in proper law enforcement, yes, if you believe in tyranny and socialism and communism, then it's at odds. I agree. But the quintessential point is, look, in neither of those articles did they talk about any violence, any racism, any hatred of any kind. All they talked about is our efforts to restore the greatest country on the face of the earth, Sheriff. Let that stand yeah. as a record. Yeah, and, and it was a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, trying to play both sides on this because mainstream law enforcement organizations, what benefit have they provided America? Uh, the mainstream. Well, is, nothing, is and that is the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I compare that to uh, 
the mainstream is what you follow and when you lose your grasp on what's really important and uh that's yeah that's that's this the mainstream has provided nothing uh but uh corruption so yeah all right should i go ahead and finish on this headline sheriff Sure. World Net Daily headline. I haven't dug into the story yet, but I'll just give you the tidbit so you can uh, you know, learn about it. We'll talk about it more tomorrow on another broadcast. We must be naked. Hunter Biden mm-hmm. demanded video sex from an employee. Got caught. <laughs> oh, gosh. When is the prosecution going to occur? Is Kevin on uh, that? <laughs> no, it. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, oh I uh, see. That, that poor right. guy. <laughs> the, uh, the guy's just does that. Hell on wheels is what they call him, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Joe has said, I don't know, it was worth having this boy as my son. You know, he, I wonder what he says to him in private. It probably says, good work, sir. You just keep our name in the media. You just go ahead and keep that China dollars rolling in, baby. Good job there, Hunter. I'm sure that's what he's saying. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) And Hunter, by the way, you're making a couple of slip-ups that are tying it too close to me. you got to stop that. Yeah. Don't call me the big guy anymore when you're doing it. Yeah, no calling me the big guy. It's too... uh, catastrophic when you do that there it's a lightning a lightning rod can't have that going on sheriff mac thanks for your time sir the sheriff mac show ladies and gentlemen first hour liberty roundtable live both hours simulcasting uh, and the and the posse coming up join the posse folks cspoa.org become a member today and the good sheriff will be on there in just about an hour to take your questions and chat with you personally cspoa.org thank you sheriff thank you sam And a big shout-out to Simone Gold. Let's sit down and work this out, sister. We got work to do to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. We'll do it all on Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.